Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That might have to be like a monthly thing. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. be very. Hmm. We'll we'll discuss we do that. Audio books. We'll discuss it. We'll discuss that. <laughs> so um, do we have anything else? Do we want to get going with the Habs, or are we good? Five. Um, oh, four. four. Three, two, <laughs> two one. Hello, world. Yeah, I punched my mic back. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, we're back at it. So, hey, welcome back, we're listeners. Back. Yeah, we are back. Veronica back. is back as well. Veronica's back. Oh, Beth is yeah. still here. Ashley's not with us. But, no. and I'm Dave. So, my name's David Auger, <laughs> and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter, and you're listening to the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter. I'm joined, as always, by Beth. Hi, I'm at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter. And Veronica. Hello, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we are the Happy Hour, as I said. Uh, Veronica's back. Welcome back, V. How Yay! you doing? Thank you. You're, yeah, you're welcome. How, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm awesome. really, um, I'm exhausted. Wow. Uh, the, the reason. <laughs> Don't sound it. The, the reason, I know. <laughs> the reason that um, I missed last week's episode because it was the eve of my birthday. It was Veronica's birthday. birthday. birthday I am old. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was the eve of my birthday. On my birthday, as we discussed in the penultimate episode was mm. um i i wanted to go on an epic hike on my birthday if the weather was nice leading up to my birthday the weather was cold and rainy oh. every day on my birthday the sun rose and shone above all of us so wow. we decided okay today is the day for a hike and I didn't intend to start off with it with this, but anyway, so we we got to the mountain a little bit late because we got a really late start that day, and so we got started on like the climb, and I realized I'm not dressed for this. I'm really cold, so it's like oh. okay, we'll go back home, we'll get warmer clothes on, and then we'll come back, which is what we did. Easy and peasy. So, <laughs> like. Five no about ten minutes into the climb, we're both like boiling hot. <laughs> oh my god! And so, um, and then you know, like we did this climb like two years ago. And the thing about this one that I love is it takes about three hours. It's not super difficult. There's some really hairy parts in it, but you get to the top, and there's this huge rock. You get up to the top and you have this beautiful view south facing views going you know just like 180 degrees and you can see all the way out to the united states right it's just Hi. a gorgeous view so yeah <laughs> so you get up there and you get this reward um but we only made it about halfway up oh. and because we realized we were really out of practice but we did have a lot of fun and we stopped and, we, you know, like he packed like these little, you know, chopped up watermelon and wow. we had water and like a little picnic and we had a lot of fun and then um, came back home and had a really nice family dinner. And yeah, it was kind of like a whole weekend of celebrating my birthday and 
now I had a birthday. But because I took Friday off work, Friday's work was still waiting for me when I got there on Monday. And this was only a four-day week. So I essentially did six days of work in four days. And I feel like I've run a marathon. Wow. And I'm so excited. And today, oh, my God. Oh, no. um, I went to this workout at lunch. And we had, like, this um, instructor who was, like, a substitute instructor. And really what it is is we do, like, weight exercises. But he had us moving the whole time. I'm like, I have to go back to work. I was, like, a puddle of sweat. I was, like, beat red. And I'm told him, like, we do not move this. Move this much. Normally, <laughs> excuse me. So <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, he, he talks like um, Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High." Oh my god! He's like, yeah, but Veronica, you're doing a great job, man. And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to a coffee pot at anybody." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he was he was very encouraging, and I am now very glad that I did it. But oh, How man. Cool. You go, yeah, I have to go back to work after that. So anyway, it was, it was a, 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 a long haul this week and I'm, anyway, I missed you guys so much. I was looking forward to talking to you guys all day. And we are so happy you're back. A hundred percent. And happy birthday from us to you. Thank Veronica. you. Thank you. Even though we were definitely all over it last week. <laughs> it's worth it to be all over it again this week. So that's cool. No, that's really awesome. Beth, what did, what I did you do? I loved your episode. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I thought hey, I did all right. Ambivalent. Ambivalent. <laughs> ambivalent. I was like listening to you guys and I was like on my headphones like I normally am when I'm on the podcast with you guys. I was like talking to you. I was like, oh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? Oh, I got it funny. mixed up with ambidextrous. <laughs> Why is it ambidextrous and not ambivalent? Why is it ambivalent and not? Oh my God! It's ambidextrous. It probably has a weird, has a not weird, but a different root. Yeah. Anyway, so this is why I'm glad Ashley isn't with us any longer, (laughs) because she would be killing me. (laughs) Oh God! Yeah, when she listens to this, uh, I can't wait. Um. (laughs) So, uh, let's see. Um, Beth, did you do anything uh, fun over the past week or last weekend during Veronica's birthday? Um, <laughs> Aside from record with me. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I can't okay. remember that far. Uh, well, you've just been working your tail off. That's what you've been yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've been. I think that's all I did. And getting hit on by Bruins fans. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Hi. That's boring. He wasn't cute, though, so... Uh, Too bad, so sad. Plus, he was married. Yeah. Yes. That, that yeah. usually puts a rut in things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Left you a good tip, though. Yeah, that, yes. that is very nice of, of yeah. them, by the yes. way. I had a... I'm actually not going to get into that. That would be a bad discussion. <laughs> so, moving on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Moving oh, on. Um, let's see. What's been going on in the hockey world? Let's get to brass tacks, and let's go over to playoffs very briefly. Holy cow. Holy shit. Holy shit. Two, one greater than the other, but two surprises coming out of the first round. Uh, one, the Penguins are swept. Whatever. The Islanders do not need Jonathan Tavares. Number two, no. the freaking Tampa Bay Lightning become a laughing stock of professional sports. Crazy. They committed. They, they made history twice yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. They did. 
It just it it blew my mind. Blew blew my mind. Bonkers. And my and my bracket. <laughs> yeah, I had both the Penguins and Tampa advancing. Like I'm actually in in some ways I'm more surprised about the Penguins not picking up one more than the yeah. Lightning, but it's still the Lightning were swept and they weren't even like swept in a uh what's the word there? They like like they were actually contests. No. CBJ mopped the floor with them. Yeah, the only good game was the last one. Oh, probably. And the first period of the first game, too, it seems. But aside from that, they killed them. Killed them. I didn't watch them. a single full game, and I missed the first game. But I did watch the last period of game four. And it was just... And I just thought, like, I'm. how do you not come up with a single fucking goal and it's... after the season that you just had? Just crazy. Now, of course, they were, you know, shorthanded a little bit, but, okay. like, not that much. It was maybe, I think, three people at most. Like, they were they were down Hedman. All right, whatever. Hedman's not whatever. there. You got Vasilevsky in that, for God's sake. Uh, yeah. They were down uh, Kucherov, Kucherov for a game. game. Yeah, or... but he came back. Right, and just... It's just crazy. It, it boggles my mind. I don't have the analytic data to even talk about it because it's not to have, so I don't really care in the end. I just care more about my bracket. So people <laughs> that picked the Tampa Bay Lightning gang swept in the first round, congratulations. You're the smartest Holy person shit. on the yeah, planet. I'm kidding. Jesus. I have an observation about that. Okay, do because tell. Because I previously said on the pod that – I don't believe in John Tortorella or his leadership. Mm -mm. And I didn't think I'm with you ever I am that with you. the right that the CBJ would ever have it in them to win a single playoff round. Yep. I would like to say that I do agree with that profanity laden pep talk that Tortorella gave to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Kind of like, I think it was before game one, kind of like telling them who cares who they are. Like, look at who we are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not going to take our foot off the gas. We're not going to take a single step back. And he was just like screaming at them and shouting at them and getting them pumped and everything else. And that's exactly what he needed to do in that situation. I do not think that that sort of um, sort of uh, motivation. motivation. Yeah. yeah. Motivation is going to translate uh, in the same way in the next round. But I said on Twitter, fucking John Cooper took a knife to a gunfight. Mm -hmm. And Tortorella yeah. would never do that. Cause he's a dirty, he's dirty. Tortorella's dirty. So he would, he would never do that. And so um, afterwards, after game four, after the elimination, uh, John Cooper was talking about how we just didn't have it. We just didn't have it. And we just hadn't faced adversity all year. And that's not an excuse. It's just reality. And I am sorry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. John Cooper, for him and the for him and Steven Stamkos, the captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning, That's have both, they have both been to a Stanley Cup final. They understand 
what it takes to get there and that the minute that you step on the ice in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you are at war. And for them not to be prepared for that, that's not good. Boggles no. my mind, as I say. And apparently, and this is more of the gossip trend than anything, but Stamkos and Cooper, I don't know. Ooh, I don't trouble know if, in paradise. I don't know if they're seeing eye to eye on things, mm. but I guess we'll see. Because, I mean, Stamkos is there for however many other years now, right? And they there. just re-signed Cooper. Yes. Yes, they just extended Cooper. I mean, uh, 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 did they just think that they were just going to walk in and win the Stanley Cup? I mean, it looked I, it, like it, it just weren't mentally prepared. That first period was like, wow, the bolts are just killing the Blue Jackets. And then that was it. That, that they was had, it. They had 20 minutes of greatness. And then it was <laughs> an absolute clown show, an absolute circus of hockey for the rest of the time. Just it, it crazy. Absolutely <laughs> nuts. So there is um, no excuse to not have that mental preparedness. Mm-hmm. And they just did not have. The mental toughness that's right like they didn't know what to do it was bizarre yeah and you know who uh did the opposite of that the 77 <laughs> 78 habs that's right that's, that's right. damn right that's because they had right. that season and then they won the stanley cup yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this was in the 70s not the 50s guys <laughs> There was more than three teams. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, anyways, I digress. Yeah, uh, I figured it's good to talk about the playoffs, what's going on. Uh, my bracket is a complete cluster right now, unfortunately. Andy, it doesn't, about to be. doesn't look good in the West either. Uh, currently, uh, Vegas has the chance to knock out the San Jose Sharks. I have Vegas. And I have the Sharks, but it doesn't look mm. that good. <laughs> And in the other one I have, or not the other one, but I've got uh, St. Louis. Really? Wow. I do. And I thought I had Calgary. Like, for the longest time, I thought I had Calgary. And and in in the final, I've got Boston and St. Louis. Wow. What a final that would be. Yeah. (laughs) Tarasenko. Good luck, buddy. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) Just St. Louis, that whole story by itself is absolutely crazy, too, because they were, like, in last place yes. in January. Crazy. Damn it. There's a method to my madness. Yeah. Now they had the momentum. Translates. Yep. But yep. here we are. So, if anyway. If Calgary those... loses tomorrow, then my bracket's done. Yeah. Is That's... Are they out if they lose tomorrow? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was 6-2 to two, um, the other night. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yikes. And as I mentioned yesterday when I got home from work, that the hockey gods were really on top of it (laughs) these days after Tampa being eliminated and Toronto was getting killed and uh, 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 the Predators were getting demolished as well. How do you lose five to one in a playoff game? I, uh, That's not scores have been ridiculous. Yeah. I do not know. I mean, I have an idea, but I'm gonna just leave mm. it off, leave it off the yeah. table for yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Anyways, all those and teams then suck. Just one last <laughs> thing that I'd like to add to that. Sure. Is that because? Like watching in these playoffs, these teams that absolutely collapse. 
Mm-hmm. It just makes me so mad that the Habs aren't there. And you know, the Habs played the Bolts hard every yeah. game during the regular mm-hmm. season. So it would have been quite what a story that would have been. Holy Christ. And then it would probably be Habs Bruins, a proper playoff match. Oh. And then, you know. Alas. But it because, been. like, I think it was um, uh, two or three games, when there were two or three games left in the season, Brian Mudrick uh, talked about that in one of the intermissions. Oh, nice. That the, because of the way that the Habs were playing, and, like, everybody was just talking about the way that they were playing. Like, oh, yeah. the, the resolve that they had and sort of the mental, mm-hmm. like, the, the collective, uh, what's it called? not mentality i don't want to say that word but whatever the mentality 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 that they had mm. uh brian mudrick said very if they make it <laughs> <laughs> he said that if they make the playoffs they will be battle tested and they will be ready mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they would have had ryan paling <laughs> oh my god isn't that crazy uh, would he have been eligible yeah yeah he was with yeah. the team that fa- that last week I think, yeah, he was uh, he was a healthy scratch up until uh, the game against Toronto. Yeah, I thought that it was a different qualification. Anyway, hmm. that would have been cool. So that's what makes me mad when yeah. you, when you see these teams just crumble and like I didn't know what to do. Yeah, the Very Habs would have known what to do. Absolutely, yeah. and they're going to know yes. what to do next year. Oh yes! Oh, oh yes! Hmm. So. Speaking about the Anyway, Habs, enjoy your President's Trophy, yeah, Tampa. Enjoy the President's <laughs> Trophy, freaking losers. <laughs> oh, and yeah, what did what did uh, what's his face get nominated for? Which which Who's face? Um, somebody on the Lightning. Uh, who cares? Yeah, I mean, he got something, and it's supposed to be like some like the best blah blah blah. <laughs> I don't know. And then they, I don't know, get swept. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's he's not a hab. Mm. Vasilevsky for the Vezina. No, 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 it was a it was a, a skater. John Cooper for Coach of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a case of oh, yeah, they can pay him in Trident layers. Huh. How does he? No. How does he keep his job after this? How does he sleep at night? He, his jaw probably hurts really bad. No. How can I live without you? I want to know. <laughs> so, there's no way that the Lightning are getting rid of Cooper. I mean, I understand this is the greatest collapse in sports in NHL history. It is. It is. Sports. Sports history. Sports. In sports history. Okay, we'll say that too. Yeah, Aside from maybe that. the Patriots in whatever playoffs after they were undefeated for the season. But whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> they're not getting rid of Cooper. Uh, there's... But, 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 but. But what? There are reports Uh-oh. of dissension between him and Stamkos. And it reminds me yeah, of that's what I a mentioned. few years ago. Well, uh, yeah, but a few years ago as well. Stamkos to Toronto. was being played on the wing. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. Yep. And there were reports that he didn't like the coach at that time. And the, what Samco said after the game four loss, and he's talked about how we just didn't have it, we just didn't have the answers. Like, I'm sorry, like, if the coach isn't providing the strategy that obviously this caliber of roster should be able to execute, I don't know, man. I fire him. 
Wow. Yeah, I fire him. That would be the hammer. That would be quite yeah. a statement right there. Yeah. Wow. That. Uh... I would do it. I would do it. Bronica, you just I would, made I... history for the best so-called so-called best team in the regular season in the NHL or tied the record or whatever the fuck. And then. And then you shit the bed. Historically. As I said, I think and he just yeah. It, it is statistically. D- definitely, this is like this has never happened to a team that got the President's Trophy. Never. Nope. A sweep in the in first, the first round. round. Yeah. Never yep. a sweep. <clears throat> no. Wow. Crazy. And it was just no contest. None. No. They didn't have it. Men's against boys. That's, I, man, what a, I think it was just boys against boys, but the other boys were just <laughs> scrappier. Yeah. I mean, one of the boys had one older boy that was just yelling all the time. <laughs> and they got it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Anyway. We are a Habs podcast. Yeah, fuck yeah. Tampa. We are a Habs podcast, <laughs> and we're going to talk about some Habs now. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Of course, it is the off season. Unfortunately, it is the second week of the off season for the Habs. Um, <laughs> Paul Byron's building a dam for the flooding. Right. What a good. What a good man. Which is oh. very cool. Check out his uh, Instagram story. Yep. Um. What else is going on in the wide Nate world? Nate Thompson and. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Max Domi. We're at Coachella. He and uh, Thomas Tata. Tata. <laughs> They were at Coachella doing Coachella <laughs> things, looking like Coachellers. Looking which is, like we do not want to watch hockey right now. No, they were they no. were having a good time, which is which is great. They they deserve a little bit of a break and then right back to the grind. Um yep. uh, uh the prices are back, you know, at home. They're doing They're their in thing. Kelowna. So uh keep an eye out, uh, Veronica, please. And Yeah, uh, no, totally. <laughs> My eyes are open. And, uh, yeah, so everything's very calm at the moment. But we did get some news that broke today. Uh, Christian Fuller yeah. has been signed for a year, one way, with the Habs. Yay! At $800,000. A super cheap signing, which is fine. I <laughs> thought, I've never, of all the defensemen, again, it's one of those cases where it's like, if I don't see you, I think you're doing all right. Christian Follin's one of those guys. The only time that I see Christian Follin is when he's taking his slapper from the blue yep. line. Holy crap. Yeah. Weber's got the shot. Yes. yes. But Folan is a very surprising, like, what a cannon that kid has. Yeah. Holy crap. So it's good. It's going to be one of, our, one of our depth signings. And something I mentioned when I saw it happen was, oh, my God, where's Ben's contract? And I'm kind of thinking that's going to be the question because Folan's on the right side again. So God makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. We will have to see. Dan Robertson was on TSN 690. Hi, Dan. After... Hi, Dan. Hello, Dan. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Um, he said that this is probably the end because mm. Ben is probably going to get offered more than what Bridgevane will give him. Right. Yeah. That seems like a Because he was a he was a great he was a great player for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yep. So once Weber got back, it all everything shifted and it got everybody yeah. where they gotta go. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. we all know Ben's had his games. 
but Ben has yeah. also had his games. So yeah. we're all very thankful for that. Well, we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, we'll have to see. The con- I hope it's not true because he's oh, he's so beloved. and Oh, yeah. Such, such a great a good guy. guy. He is. He is. Yeah. He's a guy. Such is life. We'll exactly. see. Exactly. It is something, you, something just to keep um, track of. I was looking at some stuff about Folin. Is it Folin or Folin? Folin. I say Folin. Yes. He oh, is I think it's Sweden. Folin. He's from Sweden. Christian Fallen. Um, but I saw that he's going to be training with John Klingberg, Klingbert, and Henrik Lundqvist over the summer in Sweden. What? Yeah. You could just do Whoa. that. I guess that they're all going and they're going to be in the same area, so they're going to be training, working out together. No kidding. Cool. Yeah, is, yeah, isn't that funny? With Lundqvist. Yeah. So, so when's the photo John... shoot? <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you have something I else think, there? I just think I I was like I don't John Klingberg's name sounds familiar, but I don't remember who he plays for. Oh he plays for the stars. You know Oh and he's an, he's another defenseman. Yeah, makes sense. That's cool. And you know hmm. freaking uh Folin? Oh my god. He is six three that guy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Good. We need that. How old is he? He is twenty eight. Right. So he's a bit older in terms of what's that? Then Ben? Ben No, I is, think Ben is thirty. Yeah, Ben is thirty one. Okay. Yeah. So right. yeah. We'll have to see how that works out. We'll see how so, that works out. I'm looking at the decor and the contracts that are going on right now. So um Jordy Ben's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. So that adds onus to the idea that Ah, uh, man, if they're not signing him quick, they're probably just going to go to free agency and then see what happens after that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two restricted free agents. One of them is Brett Kulak, which I can imagine the Habs are probably going to hang. Yeah, absolutely oh keep God. him. He was so good, especially the last oh. third, I guess, of the season. <clears throat> he just, mm-hmm. I, like, I noticed him every game that I watched, and it was always something good. Yeah. Weapon. And then yes. the other was Mike Riley, which was a big, hot, hot or cold kind of player, so mm. not consistent as we would like. And he was a healthy scratch for most of uh, March, if I recall correctly. So, Did we ever see him again? I'm not sure. I do not think so. So, And then the thing is, another aspect to this is that Noah Juleson is definitely going to be back. And he'll yes. definitely mm-hmm. be a third-pairing guy too. So it's kind of like, all right, so probably going to be falling in – Juleson, uh, in the back two there, uh, Petrie and whoever uh, on the second pairing, then uh, Matei and Weber. And Weber for a full season. Yeah. Wow. That is going to be quite a thing. And he was talking about that too, right? After the postmortem. Yeah, yeah. Or at the postmortem. His exit interviews too, yeah. Yeah. When he was talking about having all of this time to just condition because he didn't have all that time last year That's to right. just condition and get ready for mm-hmm. the season because mm-hmm. he was recovering from surgery. Uh, multiple surgeries? No, just the one. Just the one, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and so, and that's what he does, right? He just trains and gets ready, so he get ready for a monster. A monster yes. in September. Oh, my God, I can't <laughs> wait. It's going to be all. What a season I'm looking forward to here. My lord. So, 
Um, that's that's that was like the only uh, like news news that kind of came out of uh, Habs world today was the signing of Christian Folan. Mm-hmm. Um, where the hell did my notes go? Uh, aside from that, uh, some prospect talk. If we want to get into that, and only with the most uh, recognizable prospect in Nick Suzuki. And the storm complete the reverse sweep in the playoffs. (laughs) And it's not just that the storm played well. Suzuki was an absolute monster in the playoffs. Let it. Yeah. In in playoffs, in these playoffs that Suzuki is playing right now, eleven games played, twenty points. The kid is a, a monster. He's going absolutely crazy. And uh they won their season. uh they won their um uh, this series, so they'll be going on to uh, their conference finals in the OHL. It'll be the um, the Storm against the Spirit, I think the team is called. I don't know all that much about the league, unfortunately, but I just know that Suzuki is playing his freaking ass off, and it's paying dividends for the Storm. He's so fun. Which is like, I can't wait till training camp. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Training camp. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'm gonna to have to make some time to get up to uh, Brassard to check that stuff out. Hopefully. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um. um quick point. Yes. Mike Riley played yeah. his last game on March 8th. Oh, thank you. So. Was a minus one. God damn it, Mike. Played 18 minutes. Well. 20 shifts, but yeah, anyway. Well, last time he played was March 8th. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what can you do? Mm. Try his best. Poor Mike. So, yeah, so if Suzuki goes to training camp and has any kind of training camp uh, like Kotkaniemi had last year, where they couldn't justify not bringing him on the, you know, on the big squad. Yeah, the big that show. That could be interesting. It could be very interesting. I mean, Suzuki, one would assume, knowing uh, how Julian operates, is that um, Suzuki would probably get slotted into either the third or fourth line. And imagine yeah. having a winger of that potential and caliber <laughs> on the third or fourth line playing, say, maybe with Orion Paling. Oh, my God. And, like, I okay, I can already see the line right now. Byron Paling <laughs> Suzuki. Stop. Holy shit. What a line that would be. I would imagine. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to, certainly. Um, Next thing that was going on, unless we have any more Suzuki thoughts. Nope. Nope. Okay, I think we're good. Um, yeah. So, actually, something I forgot about. Uh, Max Domi. Nominated for the King Clancy yes. Memorial Trophy. For the Habs. Yep. For the Habs. Yep. Um, they haven't announced the finalists for that yet, right? So we have some time to figure out you know, what happens. But yeah, uh, the Habs choose uh, Max Domi for the King Clancy. And uh, well-deserved. I mean, of all the the Habs that you can think of, you have to consider with Max, <laughs> with his uh, condition, you know, mm-hmm. uh, his outreach uh, to communities mm-hmm. and everything, and just, uh, just his... His demeanor is one that, uh, you know, any player can respect. So all the best uh, luck to Domi. Maybe he'll be a finalist. Who knows? We'll have to see. I saw a thing today, and it showed somebody Googling what the Clean Clancy Award was about. Right. Yeah, go on. (laughs) And after the description. 
description of what the award is for. It says, no player on the Chicago Blackhawks has ever won <gasps> this award since its um, inception in the 80s. Yeah. Like, and it was just, like, straight up from Google. Like, they, they just decided to put that in there. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, I remember I was reading that, too. So, it's to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made noteworthy humanitarian contribution to his community. I would also say Brendan Gallagher would be a good choice for the Habs, too, mm-hmm. with something like that. Shane yeah, with Weber. the Shriners. Oh, my God. Yeah. As well, well I'm figuring they... They gave it to Domi, number one, because of the season he had. Incredible, incredible yes. season that he's had. Um, and again, uh, with his condition and his ability to perform despite that and just being a role model for people that have, you know, these uh, conditions and it makes uh, being an athlete difficult. Yet, despite that, Domi shows and proves to those people that anything is possible. You can do it. And that's awesome. It's the kind of uplifting uh, message that everybody would need. And speaking of the kind of athlete that he is Mm -hmm. and the professional that he is, like we spoke earlier in the season about sort of the contrast between him and Galchenyuk who went out and sort of how surprising it was that Domi is actually younger. Mm -hmm. Like his dedication and his focus and his sort of um, just his professionalism and his discipline um obviously because of his diabetes he has to uh be careful about his diet and everything that he puts into his body and everything else but he's just so serious about it and once um quite near the end of the season before the Habs were eliminated he was on TSN 690 with the morning show and they asked him kind of about how you know like what's it like when you like go to the store or, you know, around town and with fans and people in Montreal and how do they treat you? And he said, I don't go out. He's like, I basically, I'm at home with my dog. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, yeah, because I can just see him sitting at home thinking about, you know, the game and the next game and the last game or make probably mm-hmm. the next game because he never thinks about the last game, but you know, it's just like super focused and super dedicated and so professional. And I just don't think that, um, like, I, I think that he sets a really good example for how to be like, he's not a party animal. Like, I mean, okay. Yes. He was just in Coachella, but not during the regular season. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, it's just so easy to forget that he's, he's a baby. He is he's a 20, kiddo. He's 24, 23? What is he? He's he, a kiddo. He is a kiddo. He's so professional. Yes. Works so hard, and it, it, it's well-deserved because he's also um, the work that he does uh, in the community and with people with type 1 and, you know, showing them that they can do whatever they want, you know, face a little adversity, whatever, deal with it. 24 years old. He's 24. Mm-hmm. Oof. That's younger than me, Veronica. That's younger than, that's younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done with my it's life? younger than me. <laughs> no, every every time my mother talks about, like, Carrie Price, like, Carrie Price and I, we could have been almost, like, classmates in high school. And I always look <laughs> at my mother. I'm like, Mother, do you see the opportunity that you lost? And she's like, whatever. <laughs> Hockey's expensive, David. Whatever. It's so expensive. <laughs> it really is. No, no. The, the dedication that you need just to – 
just to be even considered for one of the the less the minor leagues. Oh my God, never mind yeah. the big show. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, so uh, congratulations, to Max Domi, for that. Yes. Very Good well luck. deserved. Yeah. Good luck. Bon chance, mon ami. Um, you're our King Clancy winner. Yeah, you're <laughs> our in our hearts. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, I thought this was a cool little tidbit. Okay, so since Game of Thrones has started up again and people are losing oh, their yeah. collective shit over it, I get the hype. I appreciate that. Michael McNiven is also a part of the fan base, and oh. he oh, uh, yeah. has himself a helmet inspired by Game of Thrones. On one side, he has the character Jon Snow. On the other side, he has the Khaleesi Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen. And then on the back, he has the uh, the Stark sigil and whatnot with the direwolf on the banner. And I just thought that was uh, kind of interesting. And uh, McNiven was interviewed about it, and he mentioned um, that, uh, you know, yeah, uh, winter is coming, and we play this great sport of ours in winter, and I think it's a cool helmet. I said, you do you, McNiven. Okay. Oh, as a not, Veronica's not As a not Game of Thrones enthusiast... <laughs> I have a question about that. Sure. Is 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 like this guy inspiring or some kind of a hero or some kind of a warrior or he, is it just the show? He may be Jon Snow, that particular yes. character, may be probably the only protagonist in the show that is actually a protagonist. He is the stereotypical good guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Hardly okay. ever does wrong, right, Beth? Yeah, Jon Snow. Yeah. He is like he's 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 he almost is. so he's good. A good guy. He's, he's almost very honor. He's very honorable. Yep. Okay. He kind of like does like what he has to do to to survive. He's the kind of character that falls into being respected by everybody, even though he doesn't yeah. want to be. He's like, I don't want to be a leader. He's like, oh, but Jon Snow, you have to be our leader. And he's like, he's okay. like, I just want to live my life and be left alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet yeah. also, and live honorably while living alone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, Jon Snow, okay. he's a good person to have on the helmet. Now, Daenerys Stormborn, ruthless. Um, She's ruthless, manipulative. I mean, well, that's, and it's the same with as our discussion about Sansa earlier as well. Like, she went through some shit. Context. Um, we had an in-depth <laughs> Game of Thrones conversation before we recorded tonight. But no, um, and Daenerys is, uh, she's a thing. She she wants to reclaim her birthright, and she will do everything in her power to do it. So it's kind of like, it's, om- it's almost a yin and yang, but at, on the same token, though, Daenerys is also definitely a protagonist in the show. Yeah. But she's much more ruthless than yeah. uh, Mr. Snow is. And aren't they wow. cousins? Um, so spoiler, but okay, moving on. What from from what from the little that we've discussed? Yes, or not the little that we, but the little that I've sort of you know interpreted from what you guys have said about Game of Thrones. That's two female characters now that are evil, awful. Well, people. I may have mischaracterized Sansa. And okay. Daenerys, not quite evil. There's definitely good qualities to her, but the the amount of good that she does is equaled by the amount of evil that she does as well. And it's usually mm. a... The, the end justifies the means, which is usually the course that both of those characters take. It may not taste good when they do it, <laughs> but they have to do it in order to keep their hold on power. 
Yep. Okay. Because if they lose power, some some real bad dude ends up coming up, and they want to keep that from happening. Okay. So I believe I believe that's accurate. What do you think, Beth? It sounds pretty accurate yeah, to it's, me. It's close. Yeah, I haven't watched all the series in a long time, but I think I've watched the entire damn thing, so I think I understand a little bit what's going on. <laughs> But, so yeah, anyways, Mike and McNiven has uh, both those characters, and, you know, he's just a fanatic, and he has it all on his helmet. <laughs> That's awesome. It How is old awesome. is he? McNiven is, uh, he is 14 years old, and... Oh, my Lord, he's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, yo, yeah, he would be, holy Christ, he would be... No, no, he's 21, McNiven. Oh. He is a kiddo. Okay. He is a kiddo. Yeah, he's still, yeah, Okay. And uh, he's allowed to watch that show. Yes, he, he is. He he okay. is an adult. He is an adult. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, he'll. Yeah, we got to wonder about that too. I'm wondering what the goalie tandem's going to be like. I would assume Price and Lindgren in the big club, and then McNiven and uh, La Cuvée, uh in the little club. Unless, depending on how Caden Promo does in the tournament, it's a good problem to have because those are all goalies with pedigrees. Again. Yeah. Uh, purebred goalies over here. <laughs> yeah. No, well, you know, Ken Dryden, he said it. He's like, the one thing about the Montreal Canadiens that they always have is a great goaltender. And it's true. Oh. I know. I remembered about something that I wanted to say. D- did you? What? Yep. <laughs> I, alluded sure. to some, <laughs> I alluded to something closer to the end of the season where, you know how that thing, I do that thing on Twitter where I go, oh my God, remind me to talk about this on the next podcast. Oh my God. I yeah. Do. I never do. <laughs> no, never do. I don't write it down and then I totally forget. Whatever. But, um, Damn it. talking, talking about goalies. Yes. Somebody was talking, saying something about Carrie Price and better have been nice like like on twitter Mm. it was something about carrie price and almost running him out of town and Mm. some some kind of bullshit and i saw the same thing again today and my thought at the time was and i've said it before carrie price at his very first opportunity despite all of the bullshit that he's put up from media and from the Montreal fan base throughout his entire career, at his very first chance, he signed his eight-year contract Mm -hmm. with the Montreal Canadiens. Now, oh, it was somehow something to do with, in comparison with Patrick Watt. And Patrick Watt, to me, turned his back on the franchise and walked out and left Instead of like the 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 resilience of Carrie Price and the sort of just the strength of his character, it is it's not it it I mean, you can ignore the media and the fans in Montreal to a degree, but you know that that shit is out there. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he's still elected to stay. And he talked about on that day how, Jeff Molson and Mark Bergevin said, we want you to retire as a Montreal Canadian. And that's what he wants to do. His father reiterated it. Then there was all that stupid bullshit afterwards about how he was, even Elliot Friedman lent, you know, credence to that sort of narrative about how Carey Price was wanting out and he wanted out. and what Elliot. Else. And talking about his marriage and Angela had to jump in and everything else. Like, 
just to 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 talk about that man who knew exactly what he was getting into when he signed that eight-year contract and he mm-hmm. signed it anyway. And comparing him to Patrick Roy, I think, does a disservice. It, I think that they're not even comparable. Yeah. Roy had won two cups with the Montreal Canadiens. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But he got his knickers into a twist over with the coach and he got hot headed and he spat on the CH and left. And then he did the same thing when he was with the Colorado avalanche, when he was the coach over there, he left Joe Sackick high and dry left and walked away in the middle of the summer. Like, like two weeks before the season. What was it? He's, he's a quitter. The guy's a quitter. Like, I, I really, I'm sorry. Um, you know, everybody direct your uh, mean tweets to my Twitter account. This is my opinion only. But when, when he gets compared to Patrick Waugh and how he couldn't walk in Patrick Waugh's shoes, yes, three cups, but I don't think that there's any comparison between the two. I can see And that's credence. what I wanted to mention. I can, I can see credence in that for sure, though. Yeah. For sure. Now, funny you should mention Waugh. Um, when I was at the fantasy camp, and um, let's see, we were watching uh, one of the games uh, from the Super Suite, and again, I happened to be sitting next to Josh George's at the yeah. time. He was honored and all that stuff. An aspect, I don't think I mentioned this, but Rajon Hul came by that moment. Oh, my God. And shook, and shook Josh George's hand, and I was sitting there like, I don't know how to react. <laughs> Just because of everything that happened during the uh, the nineties and the two thousands with the Habs, it was just it was it was a shit show, and not for nothing, Rajon Hul kind of architected most of the bad stuff that went on during that time, which is too bad. Well, who knows what he was thinking and what the whole aspect of what was going on in the league at the time? But I mean, and he's you know the most famous thing would be the the Wa incident. Yeah, but I mean, it was also the combination of, you know, the meeting of the egos mm-hmm. where Wa has a gigantic ego. And I mean, that's fine, but he it translated into everything, into his coaching, into the tantrums mm-hmm. that he threw and everything else. And that a lot of that is sort of reminiscent of Tortorella to me, which is why I still don't believe in Tortorella. Yeah. Congratulations to him for winning that first series. But, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Mm-hmm. It we'll makes see me how that goes. wonder how Wa is doing in Quebec because he's coaching in Quebec City. Well, I haven't heard very much. Yeah, I wonder. I he's not the coach of the Ramparts, is he? I isn't he? Mm-hmm. Or in some kind of management position? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at head coach Patrick Wa, the Quebec Ramparts. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, How cool And that's them. all I know. I, I couldn't remember if he was some kind of GM or a coach or right. whatever. No, no, I'm but, with you. I'm not sure. Yeah. From coaching the Colorado Avalanche, who appeared to do rather well after he left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And are doing all right right now. Yeah, they're doing just fine. Yeah. I just... I, 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 I get a bad taste in my mouth when people compare Carrie Price to Patrick Wah. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. That's a uh-uh. there yeah, is don't there's do that. there's don't two do that, completely different mentalities there and uh yeah. yes. it shows 
So, so anyways, McNiven has a nice anyway. helmet. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> the TV show. That's right, the TV show. The um, TV show. Now let's talk <laughs> about like my mom. <laughs> now let's oh. talk about another um, another minor league team in the Rocket. The Rocket ended their season. I think Beth, their last game was uh, when we recorded that night, so last Saturday, and. Um, there was just a quote from Bouchard um, talking about the team. Uh, he had mentioned during uh, either the ex interviews or their post mortem that he's more than proud of the team that they were able to get together. Uh, they lost a lot of people to waivers. They lost a lot of people mm. to injuries. Like um, McCarran had to have waivers. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, McCarran had shoulder surgery. Um, Kenny Augustino went off from waivers. You know, there was a few other names. I, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but Bouchard at Sherback. Yeah, Sherback and and all of that stuff for sure. And he mentioned that uh, you know these kids better be ready to play next year because again, uh, it's disappointing we didn't make the playoffs, but. You know, and he reiterated his point that he's making these kids ready for the game. And he had a great uh, quote. And I think I got it right. And he said, during the off summer or do, <laughs> during the off season, <laughs> you know, um, you know, what are these guys doing in uh, in May, June, July, August to get ready? And he said, if Sidney Crosby goes on the ice all summer to work on his game, I think all our guys mm-hmm. should do should go on the ice and work on their game. Yep. So yep. he, he invoked Sidney Crosby. I love him. I which love is him. quite a thing to invoke, but Joel Bouchard, he knows. He's like, I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I was just saying I love Joel Bouchard. So, oh, I thought all. you were going to say you love Sidney Crosby. Sorry, oh. no. Oh, oh. come around. No. He's going to be a great <laughs> hab in 2025. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he did after his first season, like Kurt Kanyemi. Mm-hmm. He had a – well. Not like Code Kanyemi, but he had uh, 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 his first season. He was weak in the face-off circle, and isn't that all he worked on? <laughs> the right. summer after his first season, that is all that he did. Hockey robot. Hockey robot. Hockey robot. Oh, Mister Crosby. Sydney. Great. No, we did good. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> of course, uh, the Rocket missed the playoffs by a good margin, unfortunately. But, um, you know, they're going to have a whole ton of weapons coming in next year. So, again, we were really up on the Rocket last year around this time because we were thinking we're going to have all these players coming in and all these players came <laughs> in. Didn't work out the way they wanted to. But, again, injuries, call-ups. I mean, Bouchard was working with a new roster practically almost. Do they have Carl Olsner? And they do have Carl Olsner, which... And that's a name that I have such difficulty saying. It's okay. So many L's. Carlsner. Earls. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Carlsner. Yeah. We need to find out his middle name so we can just say his middle name in there. And then it breaks it up a little bit. Yes, that'll break it up. Yeah. No No L's. Mm -hmm. Carl... Carl Ned Llewellyn Alzner. <laughs> no, um, I really, I really wonder with Carl though. I don't know if they want to, if they want to pay that much for an AHL player. I did like what he had to say after it was over. Oh, he, he kind of totally... said, "I don't know what's gonna happen." I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have, I haven't talked to anybody. 
<laughs> Nobody's talked to me. <laughs> no. No, nah, if he can be blase about it, no, it's yeah. fine. I'm sure. He's re yeah, he's realistic. He knows what's up. He's I am whatever. more than confident that management loves Carl, but they have to look at, you know, what's going on and what direction they want to go into. And that, I mean. And that may not include Carl. If if they can say Thomas Placanitz. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's the end of the road. They they can do anything. Oh, for sure. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. And that's all. That's most of the Habs news. Now, as I mentioned, uh, last uh, episode and the episode before, we kind of want to take the time to talk about a specific player every episode. And the, tonight, we want to talk about Thomas. Ta -ta 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 -ta! <laughs> and I will start <laughs> by just saying. Thomas Tatar, as a Montreal Canadien, played 80 games this season. He was able to net 25 goals, 33 assists, for a career-high 58 points. That is a uh, that is a .72 point, uh, points per game. You know, so that's decent. Uh, and he also had the highest uh, plus-minus on the team, if people like that, with a plus 21. He was the highest on the team with that. Um, he had four highlight games where he had three points in those games, one of which was on my birthday when they played oh, against yeah. the Panthers, which That's was right. very cool. Nice. And um, I guess I'll also talk about why is he a Hab? Well, I also, in order to talk about that, I also want to talk about how he's not a Red Wing anymore. Thomas Tatar was traded from uh, the Detroit Red Wings to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And Vegas paid out the nose for Thomas Tatar. Yes. A 2018 first-round pick, which became Joseph Valino. And mm. Joseph Valino is in the Red Wings system with 104 points in 59 games in his league, wherever he plays. Oh, my God. That's incredible. That kid, he's he's dom He's like a he's like another. Suzuki. Is he playing with boys or men? Boys. Okay. These are boys leagues, I think. It's okay. Is it? It might actually be the uh, Quebec Major Junior. So they're boys. Oh, okay. Okay. For the most part, I think. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, so, anyways, uh, 2018 first round pick, a 2019 second round pick, and a 2021 third round pick. Those picks for Thomas Tatar. He plays 20 games with Vegas. Then, then, on September 10th, in the wee morning of September 10th at <laughs> 1 a.m., the trade... I was awake. The, I was, I was awake. See, I was awake, too. The trade breaks. Max Pacioretty traded to the Las Vegas Golden Knights for what? Nick Suzuki, which we already spoke about, but I'm going to speak mm -hmm. about him even more in a second. Um... A 2019, so this year, a second-round pick, which was the Columbus Blue Jackets pick, and that's 50th overall. And, of course, Thomas Tatar as the kicker, apparently, for our beloved captain, Max Pacioretty, depending on who you, who you talk to. In the regular season, Nick Suzuki uh, played 59 games, and he amassed 94 points. Uh, between the Owen Sound and the uh, Guelph Storm, however that's pronounced. Guelph. Guelph Storm. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't know these things. I look at the I look at the word. It says Guelph. 
It's it's goo, it's, it's goo elf. Like a gooey Guelph. elf. Guelph. It's like oh. the, the Guelph storm. Guelph storm. <laughs> and so he's pretty good. But yes. Thomas Tatar came came to Montreal and absolutely lit the line on fire. He was slot in in the only line that I don't think ever changed throughout the year. Uh, top nope. line with uh, Dano, uh, Gallagher, and Tatar, and they were one of the best lines in the NHL. Yes, very underrated line, a very defensive line, but one of the best. And there's a reason. That Tatar has his uh, plus 21 rating. It's because of all the work that he put in with that line. So, with that being said, that's most of what I have to say about Tatar. I just want to see, what do the ladies think of Thomas Tatar? He is wonderful. Isn't he just a beaut? <laughs> Did you know that his brothers, his, he's the youngest of three brothers, and both of his brothers are in their 40s? Wow. No. Mr. Yeah. Tatar. Whoa! <laughs> and they're both former, they're both former hockey players, um, but I oh, think they cool. stayed in Slovakia. No kidding! Um, How fun! But yeah, they're in their forty. Like one's forty one, and the other one's forty three. Are you telling me we could have a Tatar line? <laughs> Technically, it's possible. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. What do you think, and, Veronica or Beth? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just gonna say one of them. Only one of them has made the trip over to see him play. I think the other one hasn't been able to for Aww, like business reasons. Um, but they're trying to get him over. But his they both of his brothers helped him like pay for equipment and stuff oh. as he was coming up um, because he was so passionate about hockey. Oh. And like he went to like his first game when he was like six or seven and just fell in love with it. He wanted to hear everybody chanting his name because he heard other people chanting at the game <laughs> that he went to. Wow. That's well, cool. Well, and the brothers will be able to see him play at the Worlds since he'll be yes. playing with Sol oh, Slovakia. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, he's definitely going. And they're in they're in Slovakia where he's from. Exactly. <gasps> and that's probably the reason Ooh. why he's playing, too. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. That's a, Actually, that's, I knew that. That's so great because I think he's one of – now, I may be wrong, but I think he's one of the only players that said yes right off the gate. Shaw's like a maybe for the worlds, but like well, he wants to. A bunch but he needs clearance. Exactly, a bunch of the other players like uh, Gallagher, uh, Price, um, Dano, Dano. We're like, now nah, we don't want to play. Sydney... No, 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 I think that Dano is a maybe. Wasn't oh, really? He? Well, I do know. Not a hab. Sidney Crosby said nope, so he's not playing. <laughs> he says that every year. Yeah, I know, I know. He's he's yeah. sick of it. I've already won yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, that's oh, that's all really cool. So. But Veronica, what do you think of Tatar? I've said it. I've said it before, but I absolutely, I love the player. And without fail, every time he got the puck this year, I was really excited because he always does something when that stick, when that puck is on his stick. Um, he is energizing and energetic and just such a good positive energy every oh. time that you see him he's he's being like he's being friendly he's being embracing he's got a smile on his face he's laughing he's sort of you know he he's a joiner you know what i mean and uh, i really like him and i happen to think that he and max domi are best friends i don't want to single them out but they're they seem to always be together and seem to enjoy each other a lot. And I think that it's just so good because like, like you said, 
um, how he wanted to play hockey because he has such a passion for the game. Um, he's just got such a passion for the game. And so does Max Domi. And that kind of stuff rubs off on the rest of the team. And it's like what Sergio Mamesa was saying, like I or what we were mentioning earlier uh, in the season on the podcast, is that him coming in and Max Domi coming in made such a huge difference in that group. Mm-hmm. Like just their energy and their passion, et cetera, et cetera, everything I just said. Um, it's just made such a big difference and it just makes me so excited for, you know, because that culture is already established now in Montreal. Yes. And who knows what free agents are going to think about when it comes to perhaps coming to Montreal this summer. That's right. That's right. You know, and it's just like those tweaks that were made ended up being huge. And they're going to pay dividends. <clears throat> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, Tatar having being such a positive energy. Well, I can say that he does that on camera and off camera because I had the good fortune of running into them at the mall yes. in, in Vegas. And who was with him? Max Domi. So, <laughs> oh, that was so funny because I was getting a slushy with my mom. <laughs> I just look over and I slap her. I'm like, Mom, those are Habs. She's like, what? No. I'm like, yes, they are. So I walk over. I'm like, Mr. Domi and Mr. Tatar. They're like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, yes. And no, Tatar, was he was so charming, so fun. Yes. And uh, Max Domi was And I got too. a picture with him. Yeah, you know. Of course you yeah. know. No, he's he's absolutely into it, and he's really great. Um, actually had more points to say about Tatar that I forgot to mention before. Um, playing with uh, Montreal, he uh, played his 500th career game. So he had a milestone in that uh, with that. Mm. Um, his nickname was voted as the best nickname by the players, <laughs> Tuna Tatar. And something else, you know, Veronica mentioned his brothers. Well, Tatar doing during best one of his kid. yes, yeah. during one of his a uh, gear videos, he's talking about his stick. So you know how he tapes it up, what kind of curve they has on the blade. But he also writes on it like the date that the stick was made, so he knows how old it is. And he also oh has God. and he also has a J on there in honor of his father. Oh my God! I know. Such a good boy. He has heart. What a good boy. He has heart. Yeah. Which I thought was very endearing. But yeah, no, Tatar is. I I remember with him uh, playing in the Red Wings, and like, it's not like I have any love of the Red Wings. I don't lo- I don't hate them. But I don't love them either. But whenever the Habs played them, and I see Tatar, I was like, damn, what a Hab Tatar would be. And this was like years ago, and that finally you happens. You said that and I was when like, we got him. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Just yeah. of all the players, I would have wanted, and I don't say that too much about other teams, aside from Sidney Crosby. Um, Tatar was one of those guys. I'm like, I'm so, I'm really glad he's a hab and he's going to be a hab for a while. I mean, his contract, let's uh, see, what is, yes. what is his contract? Yeah. He's, he's going to be with us until he's a UFA in, uh, 2021. So we have him for okay, no, quite a few years. For life. Oh, I know. For life. oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. His video with the, him and Domi. Oh, the the car one, right? The car was so fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just what a bunch of boys oh, just driving around. I missed them. Yeah. Soon they'll be back. Soon. We're going to get more Soon. news, and it's just everything's going to just keep on going. Um, but now aside from that, I think we are a little over time. So. 
Bye. 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 Bye.